This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. It's a beautiful, bright, sunny day in Dover, Delaware. A great day to go racing. Whoa, that whoa, 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 Hang on, Jimmy. Trouble turn one, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Up and into the wall. Oh, son of a gun, that hurt. They are racing as though the checkered flag is about to come out. Truex is on the prowl. He's gotten around Harvick. He's pulled away by five car lengths. Bowman goes to the top of the racetrack. Way! the racetrack, almost gets into the wall, and Truex goes to the lead. Let a Toyota win a stage. Hey, we're not getting pissed today, we're taking care of the nose, got checkered flag right there, don't be Nice. Pretty hard thing. He'll, we'll be done. To finish in the top ten would be a win today. Just to finish would yes. be a win. Good to finally have a clean race, I don't think we've had a clean weekend all year long, and we're 11 or 12 weeks into the season. Martin Truex Jr. with a statement win this afternoon here in Dover. Good evening and welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Marty Snyder here with AJ Allmendinger, our special guest, Matt DiBenedetto. Hey, I wish we had a clapping sound effect. Clap we could welcome him on. Wow. Oh, okay. Welcome all right. Clap. Right. He was in the Dover race where all those highlights were from, AJ. Yeah. So uh, it's good to have you on the set, man. Good to be here, especially with, you know, little brother AJ. I, I was going to say, have you two I'm ever invited. met before? A um, couple, couple times. Yeah. He stole my shirt. He's wearing a schmedium right now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I thought you stole Parker's shirt. Today. I did. That's I did steal Parker's shirt again. You yeah, stole I Parker's forgot to. Shirt. I forgot to bring one. Once again, I fill it out better oh, than he does. Oh my goodness! I wasn't yeah. your house the that other makes week. Parker mad. I wasn't his house the other week. He just didn't see me going through I'm joking. Closet. You guys were like best friends, so it's good to have you on the show. Just make sure you make fun of AJ at some point during the show today. Well, that's hard that's to my do. Job. I know it won't be very hard. Hey, here's our starting grid for Motor Mouse today. Matty D, obviously, on a new team for this year. We'll catch up with him and see how things are going at Levine Family Racing. Hey, AJ, it's the month of May. It is. So which race are you looking forward to most all of this them. month? That's what the month of May is all about. That's all right. of the races. I'm looking forward to the Indy 500, I'll have to say. And we'll talk all things Dover during the race and after the race as well. Kyle Busch and Matt D's team owner, Bob Levine, had some interesting comments after the race. Twitter has been lit up, by the way. Fire boy Bob his, Levine. His, te his team Woo! owner found Twitter last, like Holy on Sunday, smokes. and it's just continued. A couple months ago. I, yeah. I went and counted his tweets. I'll say that for a moment. But I want to hear from you how your uh, Dover race was. Uh, it was tough. Not not what we wanted. So, I mean, we had a good car. We had a fast car when I was in clean air, which is the words, <laughs> you know, it should be like a drinking right. word this year, yep. clean air and dirty air. Um, I was in clean air. We were like, Pretty consistently top five lap times really fast, but um, lost track position. I had to start at the tail once, and it was so hard to recover. So tough uh, finish, finishing 20th with a much better car than that. 
All right, so let's talk about it right off the bat. Kyle Busch's comments and, and seemed very frustrated, did not like the package, was unashamed in saying he did not like the package. Kind of my comeback to that, AJ, is when I was, <laughs> Dale Jarrett was sitting in that seat yesterday. We talked about this, and DJ said, do I need to remind him that the cars that finished first and second started last in the field? Obviously, you could pass, correct? Well, I mean, I think if you had a car that was just so much faster than another car, you could find a way around it. Now, it did take Martin almost, what, 200 laps to get to the lead, which, yeah, eventually he got there. But I think where the frustration comes from is everybody's so close already. I mean, that's what NASCAR racing is all about is the lap times. You're trying to find hundreds of a second. But once you get to somebody and your car is fairly equal, it's just hard to get around them. And with the pace that they were running, I saw it in practice. Well, I was watching Friday practice, and that lap time popped up of Kurt Busch. It was a 21.30. Wow. And yeah. I was like, I remember running a 22.0 at Dover and thinking, my God, this is so fast. <laughs> so I couldn't imagine putting another seven tenths on that. And that was my first thing was, okay, are these tires going to fall, fall off enough where cars can have to start sliding around and moving around? I think that's where the frustration is, is the fact that, yeah, you started kind of moving up the racetrack, but the pace was still so fast, it was hard to make any lap time up there. And unless your car was so much faster than everybody, it was hard to make a move. And to put it in perspective, that's almost roughly 20 miles an hour faster through the middle of the corner, which is a significant difference. How, how much of a, a feel was that different in the car this time around? Huge, holy cow, when we qualified <laughs> and we're laying those laps down. It, didn't, it literally didn't feel natural to be in a stock car and be almost holding it wide open. So it was... Um, AJ nailed it exactly when he said that that's the, the tough thing was you had to have a really dominant race car. So I can give you a perspective from us having, you know, like, let's call it a, I feel like a solid 10th to 15th place car for sure. Um, so we weren't a dominant race car like some of them. So I would get stuck in situations where I would catch people. I'd run four tenths a lap faster and get to them. And I didn't have some of that maneuverability to be like, I'd see the 88 and the 19 and they could really make aggressive moves and go up the hill, come down and pass people. I, I was a little limited because we were a pretty good car, not the dominant car. So it did present some of those challenges, but um, you know, it it's it's a tough it's a tough road. We're all in this together and we're all trying to figure out what the best racing is and and you can't say that NASCAR doesn't listen to the fans. Uh, sometimes almost to a fault, you right. know, because they do listen a lot to the fans, but we're all uh, Working on it together to try and figure out what's going to be best. You saw Kyle's comments there a moment ago. We, of course, want to hear from you guys, as always, 844-NASCAR-NBC. And as always, on Motor Mouse, who do we start off with, AJ? Carl. From Akron. <laughs> Carl, what's going on? Your leadoff batter yet again. You're undefeated this season. Uh, that's good. Uh, and let me say, Guido, you have my vote <laughs> for the All-Star race, my friend. NASCAR is voting for you. Um, a little bit of a rant today. I feel you drivers, you drive the cars, you should have your voice and be heard. But when you have three wins and just set a record for top tens in a season, I think you need to just back it down a little bit. I feel that, you know, Matt did a bet on great driver. Let's put him in Kyle's car. I'm sure there's no complaints there. But when you have top tens and you have three wins, looking pretty good for the playoffs, let somebody else do the talking. Interesting. So he thinks Kyle Busch should not have had those post-race comments. And, and it's interesting because Kevin Harvick today on his radio show said, I feel like drivers don't have as much of a voice as they used to have. So what's your take on what Carl had to say? 
Well, I mean, drivers, they should have. I don't, I don't care who you are. It, it comes down to that whether you're the best driver in the series or, or you're a new driver up and coming, you should have a voice. Now, I think where the problem is is the way Kyle went about it. He might have had, I mean, and I mean, Matt just said it, it's hard to pass right now. We're seeing it when the tires don't fall off as much or the, the aero package, you're just so gripped to the racetrack and you don't have the speeds overall where the tires start wearing out, it's hard to make a pass. Now, don't get me wrong. Dover's always hard to pass. Like, it's a place that's, that's tough to do it. But really what it comes down to is if Kyle would have said it maybe a different way and said, hey, this is a hard package to drive. It's hard to race. I don't think we're having as much passing as we need. It's, it's hard to come from the back of the field. Then, yes, probably the right way. But just to say it sucks with nothing to follow that, I can understand where fans kind of take that the wrong way. Yeah, and and first, uh, Carl, he, he's a good in my book because he's, uh, <laughs> he's voted for me for, you for the All Star race. Of uh, he's good in your book. I do have to kind of disagree with with him, though. I hope you still vote for me and are still a fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Kyle Busch and all the drivers can have any voice uh, that they want. But like you said, though, it's uh, the way you go about it is is definitely important. So I probably feel. Um, similar to Kyle Busch, but I'm not going to word it the same way. And because we're all, like I said, we're all in this together. Um, and NASCAR does listen to the fans a lot. Um, and again, I, I think kind of too much in some aspects. But the drivers, at the end of the day, we're the ones that are sitting in the behind the wheel. We're the ones that feel that dirty air. They're, we're the ones that are butts telling us, you know, the things that are going <laughs> on. Um, so, I mean, really, who better than to uh, give our feedback and input of what's going to help us to pass, which are those things of yeah. like, um, you know, having a super low downforce or a lot, a lot of grip fall off in the in the in the tire stuff like that. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, Kyle Busch, whether what, however he says it, the man cares about the sport, and that's why he's so. His opinion to me means so much because he does. He loves the sport. We see it. He's got a truck team. He's had an Xfinity team. He bring brings young drivers up into this sport, so he loves the sport. He just wants to make it better for everybody. Yeah, and and I like, and I'd love to hear from fans. I think maybe too much is being made of this, the fact that Kyle Busch nor your team owner were fined or, you know, they're just going to have a conversation with NASCAR. But I like that they can come out and say what they want to say, and NASCAR is not going to come down on them and say, hey, you can't. You can't speak bad about the sport. I, li oh, yeah. I like that fact. Yeah, no, it's a NASCAR's defense. They, Steve O'Donnell will reach out directly to me and us and be like, hey, come to me anytime. I can text. I texted Steve, and I actually want to chat with him this weekend to give constructive feedback. So you can reach out to them anytime, and they are open. They're not like, no, we don't want to hear what you have to say. So it's their defense. I mean, they are really good about that. It's nice to have this open dialogue about the sport at the same time as well. Tommy out of Corpus Christi, Texas. What's on your mind today, Tommy? Yeah, so I want to talk about uh, the aero package and how it's affecting uh, some of the uh, teams in NASCAR, the drivers also, the advantages they have and the disadvantages that uh, they have because uh, uh, of the aero package right now. Okay, what? What? so your question in that is what? You're just asking, Matt, what are the advantages and disadvantages? Well, you can see with Penske and uh, Gibbs and now Hendricks, they, uh, they done figured it out and they done uh, – sit up in here and uh, got, got their uh, stuff together where they'll be able to uh, end up uh, up there leading the field, winning races, and then you got, uh, I don't know, uh, Hoff and uh, yep. rest of the other uh, teams that it's not showing the promises and uh, the advantages of this arrow package. It's hurting so to this point, and Tommy, we, 
Yeah, we appreciate that. So to his point, does the new Aero package kind of benefit just a handful of teams, in your opinion? No, I think it, I don't think it changes a whole lot as far as, you know, I can give a different vantage point from, you know, being with LFR and we're, you know, different than, you know, a Stuart Haas or Penske or some of them. We're all in different boats. I don't think it changes that ma that much. I can give you both sides of the spectrum. So I can give you like, hey, track position is more important this year. So there's situations where we might be able to gamble and stay out. And that track position will net us multiple spots and we'll be able to finish further ahead because of it. Or I could give you the opposite situation where this past weekend at Dover, I felt like we had a pretty good car, but we had trouble driving up through the field because I didn't have some maneuverability where maybe in years past I could have finished 10th to 15th and this year I was stuck in 20th. So I can give you both ends of the spectrum. And I think the good teams, AJ, are always going to be the, the good thing teams. The thing is, is, no matter the aero package, when there comes out with a new aero package, there is a team or two that figures it out. It's no different than when the low arrow package came out. Stuart Haas, and, and especially Kevin Harvick, they had it nailed. Well, for whatever reason, this year, they're a little bit off, and they haven't quite figured it out yet. So that's the nature of coming out with a new package, especially over the last few years. We've done it every year. We've tried something new where we were taking downforce off, and then now we've piled it back on and taken horsepower away. So it's just a matter of certain teams figured out, certain drivers maybe enjoy it more than others. Uh, I will say with this aero package, I do think it takes away some driver advantage for certain guys. And, and I've said it time and time again, guy like Kyle Larson, when it's time to go run a run the fence at some of these places, you can't do it now. And that takes his advantage away. Certainly has changed the game. No doubt about that. Well, coming up after today on the show, after his win Monday at Dover, where's Martin Truex Jr. now in our NBC Sports Power Rankings? Kevin Harvick will have an interesting look for the all-star race. We'll show you what it is, and we'll get his reaction to his millennial car. You down with that, AJ? When you lose a bet. <laughs> when you lose a bet, you lose it big. And always want to hear from you guys. Call us, 844-NASCAR-NBC, or tweet us using the hashtag, let me say this. We're going to take a video of the late Valentine's Day present that I got Tay. All right. <laughs> hey, look what I found cleaning the closet. You're gonna get in trouble, right? You're gonna you're gonna get yourself in the doghouse. Poor Taylor. Why does she put up with you? That's my question. Why did you guys compile all the reasons for her to not put up with you? Why did she just not turn the hose on you at that point? Well, I mean that. I didn't think that through at all. Yeah, yeah, that was not a good. She's so nice. She's way too nice to be with you. Yeah. Are you ever worried you're gonna cross the line and go, oh, honey, someday you're gonna punch me out? I crossed that line a long time ago, but she she needs some like. Help from guys like AJ who would not tolerate that to you know fight back. Yeah, yeah. but you yeah. but you guys have been together like for a long time. Yeah, like so. At what point in this picture did you decide I'm going to try to be Popeye because she's bigger than you here? Yeah. <laughs> so at, so was it her. was it at this picture you were like, hey, I'm going to have to like become 
Arnold Schwarzenegger and just pump up because well, yeah I was like hey if I want to get this uh, this hot lady here I'm gonna have to put on about 120 <laughs> pounds <laughs> uh, so I and work back every day and ate you know 10 times a day. and we're back to the schmedium shirt what it, what is the workout regime by the way oh too much now too come much. on tell us what it is and like do you have like a diet you stick with or what what do you do a lot of meat and vegetables uh, mainly but so your paleo then uh, is that what it is no no i mean i eat like a little bit of everything i just kind of eat healthy in general but a lot of meat vegetables protein as you know aj always tells me uh and AJ was on the same workout about, program, by the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, just a little more trim. And then I started doing TV, and I was like, TV, buddy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <Already. laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, AJ. You're the one wearing Parker's oh. shirt, right? Uh, it's wow. Just, uh, I, I was going to get picked on in this conversation. A lot of it. I just do um, CrossFit stuff during the week and some extra okay. uh, lifting on the side as well. All right. And, well, we're very impressed. We're also, uh, you're our first round draft pick, by the way, if we're going to get into a fight on that road. So. I got you. That sound good? No, hey. this is all show. Yeah, he did say it was all <laughs> show. Teddy Bear. <laughs> what? You, like, so if the fight went down, you would not, you're like, I'm out. No, nah, if I have to defend myself or I'm passionate about it, it's, it's game on. But other than that, I, you know, I try to avoid Who wins? Conflict. You or Suarez? Oh, wow. Know, now we're talking. Daniel, he's pretty scrappy. Yeah. Yeah, he gets after. I don't know, man. He, he, he I was scrappy. impressed by him. All right. Did you hear Will Power on the Dell Jr. download? Hey, they, they had the one one punch rule. Oh, this almost is. was the one punch rule right here. I don't know. That's Daniel's ready. I mean, McDowell's yeah. a big dude. That's that's the perspective here. Now, if you were Michael McDowell, would you try to take his shoe off like he was doing right here? <laughs> no, I would. If somebody uh, grabs me, then it's, I'm just uh, I'm just kidding, Michael. I love you, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My goodness, it's uh, gone off the rails here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, somehow yeah. we got to get back, get back to racing. On track. Unfortunately, on Liam track. in Wisconsin wants to ask you about your season. Uh, Liam, how are you, bud? Uh, I'm good. Um, good. Well, I was. My question was like, where do you think you have the best shot to win a race this season? Ooh, what do you think, Matty D? Um, you know, I think at uh, well, Daytona, the Daytona 500 was obviously a really good sure. shot for us. Arguably, we had, you know, a dominant race car there. Nine laps short. Uh, <laughs> did not make it. <laughs> uh, so we were really good there. In Bristol, we actually had a really good car. Um, you know, if we would have stayed out, hindsight's 2020, we had a little miscommunication. Um, we could have, I think, finished second through fourth area. So the short tracks, the super speedways. And uh, if AJ gives me all the pointers that I'm going to use him for before the road courses, you help him out. Those are good ones you too. Do that. It's going to cost him a little money. money. You know, oh, you can give him a Somebody. few tips, can't you? Yeah. Uh, he did buy me dinner, so if he buys me dinner again, I'll do that. Okay. I want to ask you. I remember standing in a restaurant in Indianapolis last year, and you told me you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to quit my ride, and I'm going to take a chance on myself. And I'm like, Are you crazy? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Talk, talk to me about that thought process of saying, hey, I'm going to take a chance on myself. Everyone saw the Ryan Priest story. He did it, had money for two races, spent on Joe Gibbs Racing and, and made a career out of it. Tell me about your story in that and saying, hey, I, I'm going to do the same thing. Man, uh, you're bringing up the most stressful times of my entire life. Uh, I didn't sleep a lot during that decision, but yeah, it was, it was basically I got to a point where I knew I was either going to keep riding out the same track um, you know, respectfully, or it was just like people were like, oh, yeah, you know, you're doing good there, and, and I'd be asking for better opportunities to climb the ranks because I'm, I'm worked my whole life to be where I can win in the Cup Series and hopefully win races and championships one day. That's the ultimate goal. 
Um, but I got to a point where I'd keep getting just pats on the back of, yeah, you're doing good. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, no, I'm not here to keep doing what I'm doing. And, um, I want to keep climbing the ladder. And that's, uh, where I decided I need to make a bold decision to get people's attention that this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it was something that I felt like you really came on board when at Bristol, when you finished sixth and that was kind of where everybody started noticing you and, and all that. But when you made that decision, was there any idea of, of, of a ride being out there for you to be able to take? Or was it just, I'm either going to do this and have nothing, or maybe I'm going to have something better? Uh, yeah, it was it, one day, I swear, I woke up in the morning and it became clear as day. I was just not sleeping over. It wasn't sure what to do. I woke up and was like, you know, I'm okay, not okay with it, but I, I need to make, I'm okay with knowing that I laid everything out there on the line uh, to have the shot at, you know, advancing my career versus, you know, I don't want to say taking a paycheck, but just riding out this track until I felt like I was going to fizzle out, um, basically. So, uh, no, I didn't have an inclination that there would be another ride. Um, so I had nothing lined up, nothing in the works. I just hoped and prayed and uh, bugged when I found out there may have been an opportunity at LFR. I bugged Bob Levine a lot uh, <laughs> every day by every form of communication. And luckily, it all worked out. It's it's crazy how, uh, how it's all turned out. That's some good stuff. Let's get back to the phone lines. George in California, what's on your mind today, George? I just want to say I've been a NASCAR fan since 1964 when I went to Riverside and saw Dan cool. Gurney win. Wow. I've NASCAR ever since. My primary question, guys, is I want to know what the difference is, the primary difference between the upper-funded teams and the lower-funded teams, like, say, the Penske Fords and the front row cars. Um, you know, they're all great race cars, but what makes the other one so much faster? Is it engines, uh, suspension? What, what is it? Fantastic question, and you're the qualified guy to answer that because you guys at LFR, Levine Family Racing, have a an association with Joe Gibbs Racing, so they've won 7 of 11. So you have a little bit of a knowledge of, of what's going on there at least. What is the difference when you're a Penske or a Joe Gibbs versus the teams who are, are not quite high as, highly funded? Yeah, it's a lot of different. It's so many things that, that go together. It's, it's hard. When you're competing against an organization that has – 500 people and I've been wow. at the other end of the spectrum where we I've been in an organization where we've had 15 people but now with LFR we're a growing organization and and you know being more much more competitive but um, it's so many different things together I mean aero is a huge deal living at the wind tunnel uh, doing things like going to the simulator them having you know so many engineers a full-blown aero department where they basically live in the wind tunnel and are trying to build speed I mean oh we got two counts of downforce right there by this change and mm. it's and there's so much obviously money involved money by right. speed so um aj i don't know what you want to add to that but there's so many things in that question that's such a loaded question i feel like i can't even answer all money of you live that at JTG. money yeah. <laughs> yeah money, money. <laughs> that's the that's the biggest difference is money but you know I, I think people sometimes and we're talking about switching aero packages and going to a different platform People think, well, that's going to help the small teams. It actually hurts the small teams because they don't have the money. They don't have the resources to go to the wind tunnel, as Matt said. And what happens is, is every time over the last couple of years NASCAR switched this aero package, it just puts those teams behind because they have to start all over again, and those bigger teams can get back away. So it's – I mean, there's he, – he's right. There's so much that goes into it, but a lot of it is resources and how you're able to tune on and figure out how to get the most downforce out of a race car – you know, horsepower helps, but you can buy engines and, and get equal motors, but nothing substitute downforce. And that's 
that goes in so many different ways. But in the end, it's all money related. Let's hear from Anthony in Florida. Anthony, what you got today? Hi. Uh, so I always hear all the other drivers and uh, other people online saying out of all the drivers, they wouldn't want to fight Ryan Newman. Now, personally, <laughs> I think you could take him. Do you think you could beat up somebody with a neck as wide as him? It's probably wow. pretty hard. Interesting. Uh, a neck is take, wide. Wait, hold. Ryan Newman. A neck is wide as him. There's no neck there. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, That's a good point. Oh, this show's out of control, isn't it? Uh, I, oh, oh. My, look at that, dude. Come on now. Oh, man. Did you flex for that picture? Come on. You had to. Have. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Um, all right. So who wins you and uh, Ryan Newman if it all Charity. goes down? Charity boxing tournament or wrestling. That's a fantastic. I'm going to set this thinking. up. Yeah. Let's See, make this uh, You know, all, all this stuff here, this is me. Manufactured. I feel like Ryan Newman is just natural country strong, so I, I feel like I may be at a disadvantage. There. So you're saying you're you're the underdog in that one? Uh, I have to work really hard. He's just naturally a strong dude. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd want to mess with Newman. What He's harder think? to pass on the track. You, you guys have Newman. had some altercations on oh, the track Newman that I've seen before. Were you going to well, go beat him up? I mean, we no. <laughs> I was going to take one swing and run. I could definitely outrun him. But he is a big boy. That, that I mean, oh, out of everybody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I remember at post, after the race Which one time, one? I saw you guys like. Ryan Newman's hard to pass. Me and him have had some fun. So but it is what it is. There you go. Now we're talking about fights and who's going to win them. If you've got a question for Matty D or who he can beat up, give us a ring. 844-NASCAR-NBC. <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Yep. So what, what stands out the most, would you say? Uh, aside from the words that don't make sense or the pink car. Well, we spelled skirt, skirt on the skirt without an I. Why do we leave letters out of everything? I, I don't understand. I don't know what yeet means, but it's with an avocado and a couple pieces of toast. Yeah, legal approve that. I don't understand what the frog in the, is that tea? Thanks for designing an absolutely horrible looking race car. Oh, that is awesome. That's what happens when you lose a bet, though, I mean, right? He had control of it. it. Well, he had to win the championship to fill his end of the bet. That was in his control. Kind of in his control, right? I believe the car has a little something to do with that. Uh, that might be the ugliest race car I've ever seen. Um, there you go. It is, by the way, Harvick clarified today, that is literally a color called Millennial Peak. Which I did not know that, and that's why they chose the pink color. So it's uh, nice. That's interesting. I don't think you're gonna have a problem, Matty D, finding his car on the tractor in the All Star race. No, I think no. it's gonna be pretty clear which car is Kevin's. You know what I love about that is that reaction was 100% organic. And yeah, that's just the best is, part. Which is the best part, right? Yeah. Um, it is organic as that yeet. <laughs> <laughs> which we don't know what yeet means, by the way. Yeah, no, no, we were sorry. discussing uh, that. Three of us on the desk. No. Nate's coming up later. He'll probably tell us exactly what it means. Uh, yep. By the way. Shout out to you guys. Lines have been jammed. Thank you guys for calling in. We're going to get to as many calls as we can at 844-NASCAR-NBC in this segment. We'll get to Anthony in Florida. Anthony, what's on your mind? Hello, guys. How are you doing today? Good, man. What's good. going on? Well, it's going good for me. Uh, I wanted to talk about Alex Bowen because I have been really impressed with his performance lately with back-to-back second-place finishes mm -hmm. and moving up positions in the standings from 21st to 13th in the last two races. So given that, will the 26-year-old from Arizona win his first <laughs> cup race this year? 
That's a great question. I don't know that we can really pinpoint down the track, but I, I want to ask it this way. He was on Splash and Go, and I interviewed him yesterday. You can feel the momentum from that race team. Do you notice Hendrick Motorsports and uh, especially the 88 running better the last few weeks and performing a little bit better? Yeah, it seems like they've kind of gotten in a little bit of a rhythm. And, the, and like we were talking about earlier, there's teams that will figure something out and just get in a rhythm and be faster and Alex, I've known for, oh my gosh, too long. We were teammates back in the K&N series <laughs> yeah. days, and I've, but I've always known he's a really, really talented driver to, uh, to his point. So yeah, no doubt to me, the win's uh, definitely coming in his future. When you get close to that win, AJ, like, like they are at the 88, do you start looking at tracks going, okay, here, they, this track for us, this track for us could be it? No, I don't think you look at racetracks because when you start running well, you have confidence every racetrack that you're going to is going to be the opportunity to go win a race. And it's just confidence. No matter what you do in life, if you have confidence, you show up the next weekend ready to go and knowing that you have a chance to win. All right, let's go to John in Corpus Christi, Texas. John, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, both of y'all big fans. Uh, both of y'all. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, racing daughter, Brianna. Here's my question. I'm wondering, do y'all think that Kyle Busch running the trucks helps him with this low RPM, I mean, low horsepower, hmm. big, you know, big hole, and he's able to give more, better feedback to what, he, what he's looking for in a, in a, in a car? No, I mean, I think what helps Kyle Busch is the fact that he's Kyle oh, Busch. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. I, it's, it, it, more laps always helps, but in, in the end, it, these cars drive so different, trucks and cars, whether sure. it's trucks, Xfinity, or Cup. And th the fact is Kyle Busch is just one of those race car drivers that he can get in anything and make it fast. So, uh, no, I mean, it's just that he's Kyle Busch. Yeah, I mean, there's some things from the trucks that probably apply. I've heard some comparisons and things like that, but um, it's not make-or-breaking Kyle Busch. He could hop in a dirt late model, and he would go win. So There you go. Yeah. yeah. And he's proven that. And he has done again. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. Yeah. You so. won the prelude. Back-to-back, <laughs> uh, -back Johns. This one in Kansas. John, what's on your mind? Yes, I was calling about uh, the Kyle Busch. And this Matt mm -hmm. was uh, complaining that they couldn't pass to get to the front, but yet first and second place all ran from the behind, the back of the pack to the front. Yeah, John, that's yeah. what we said early on. So, Matt, that brings up the great point I brought up earlier. Uh, how can you complain you can't pass when the guy who won the race started last? I thought we covered this part already. We did cover it, but John's no, asking just, you again. No, I'm just but, kidding. Yeah, no. But I John, think the important part of that is that your car had to work on the top. You were making that point earlier. It only yeah. worked if your car worked in certain places. Yeah, so, you know, again, John, what we were talking about is that you had to be one of the very dominant race cars, and there was two that stuck out, and they were, ironically, the ones that started at the tail with the 88 and the 19 were able to make moves that others couldn't. Um, guys like myself and most of the field, you could be faster than people, but if you couldn't make huge moves and go and find that clean air, um, you got stuck, even if you're three to four tenths faster than the person in front of you.
And Kyle Busch is just always unhappy if he doesn't win. So that 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 is that is part of it. So he was frustrated, and that was just we've seen, we've seen it before. Yeah. And but you know it all goes back to the reason he's frustrated. He cares about the sport. He wants it better. Eleven straight top tens. Yeah. Not bad Crazy. for him though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's all right. Unreal. Some guys would take that. <laughs> yeah, you'd take it, AJ. <laughs> uh, by the way, Kyle talked to our Dustin Long today and said that he's talked to Steve O'Donnell and everything's all all copacetic now. So hey, Russell from California has a question for you, Matt D. Russell. What's your question for Matt? Matt D. Hey, Russell Gramps, Northern California. Big fan of yours since about year six years old. And, <laughs> hey, I know, uh, Russell. My question, yeah, hey, buddy. Hey, tell mom and dad I said hi. But my we'll question <laughs> is, I think we've seen you last year at the Kyle Larson Showcase. I'm wondering if you're going to see that blue 44 QRC car or Justin Reynolds car there this year. Oh, that's a good question. So well, tell us know. what have the Outlaw Showcase is first. I yeah, so this. I don't know if you guys have seen, uh, but the last couple of years I've went out to California to mine and Kyle Larson's home track uh, where we raced Outlaw carts at Cycleland Speedway growing up. And I, you know, ran the carts. But the problem is, when I ran those carts as a kid, you saw the picture of me. <laughs> I, I said, I was like, can you get in it now? Like, we we yeah. fit Kyle Petty into one of those carts for racing routes. Yeah, with, uh, I remember yeah, that. He squeezed in. Rutledge didn't quite fit. But so Kyle yeah. did. So, you know, the, uh, the yeah, the, the problem is, as Kyle Larson said it best, he said I look like Bowser <laughs> in the cart now. Are your and arms so, literally outside the cart when you're they, Yeah, I have to wear an elbow pad because it's hitting the motor over here. And I, like, and so my arms arms are right here and I'm trying to drive. I was like, man, when I weighed like 60 pounds, these things were like driving a dream and way better. So I don't know. They beat me up a lot. I got to figure that out. We found something that the workout just, is not helping. It, no, it doesn't just benefit. Excuses. The outlaw Matt, carts. It's excuses. You're going to be my sub. Go You're out there. You just go out there and make it happen. Uh, He's a fit guy. It was fun. It's a cool one. race. It is Put a really him in cool one. Race. Let him go race with you. He would be much more suited and a lot lower center of gravity in the, in the race car. All right, Brian from Charleston, South Carolina. Brian, what you got today? Hey, how you doing there, Matt? Good. Doing well. Uh, How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. But first thing, and truly I want to ask, although we are talking about advantages with your big-name teams, my real question is, what about when it comes down to the manufacturers? Because although Chevy won at Talladega, Fords were the dominant cars. Um, I personally, I've always rooted for Toyota. I am a huge Kyle Busch fan, and I do appreciate that he just speaks his mind. Um, but when it comes down to, like, your mile tracks or your short tracks, the Toyotas are running very strong. So what is your opinion when it comes down to the different manufacturers and the body design? Can you tell a difference at the mile-and-a-half tracks between manufacturers? Does one have an advantage over another? I think it changes, um, you know, it changes at different times. The Fords have been strong in the, uh, you know, super speedways. The Toyotas, I feel like, do a really good job. It's a small group. They have, they do a really good job at communication. That's what I love about being part of uh, that family again. But at Daytona this year, the Toyotas, we were flying. <clears throat> All of us lined up together. So um, I, I feel like we, the Toyotas themselves, have been actually pretty strong all across the board this year. We've, you know, we're, Pretty dominant at uh, Daytona in the 500. Um, you know, Denny and, and the drivers have won at mile and a half. We've been fast at the short tracks. Kyle won at Bristol. We were running up front there. So I feel like we've been pretty good all across the board. I would say the JGR cards have been okay this year. Yeah, decent. I mean, they're, Seven they're, of 11. I mean, they're decent. They're okay. Yeah. yeah. They haven't uh, done as much as, as young high school Matt Benedetto, you know, by the way, <laughs> who has really grown from there. 
Look at that. Is that really you? Oh, Come goodness. on. We're gonna That's got to be a much. stunt double. <laughs> that is not you. Here in the parking lot, Texoma, Harley-Davidson, yeah. Sherman, Texas, soaking wet. What is David Reagan? Yeah. You ran a race on Monday, and here you are on a Wednesday. We had free Chick-fil-A for lunch. Oh, no, that's So it. I came all the way out here for free Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, we had, we've had a great ride. I love riding in the rain a little bit. I, I wouldn't want to do it every day, yeah. but it's fun to do it with all my good friends, and I got a nice rain jacket, so I'm ready to go. Okay, so the first year, you rented a bike in Kenya, yeah. and then, yeah. you, then you took the plunge. Yeah, I mean, it's something my wife and I can do. We can have a lot of fun. My, my The grandparents yeah. are back with our kids, and we can come and, and, and have like a couple of date days. Uh, on, on a motorcycle uh, uh, riding through the country. Now, on a serious note, you know, this is all about Victory Junction and raising yeah, funds. Yeah. It's their 15th anniversary. Yeah. You do so much with Shriners. Shriners do a lot with Victory That's Junction. That's right. Yeah. How important is that? Yeah, we send some of our Shriner patients to the Victory Junction gang camp in the summer. And uh, I've been up there a few times over the years. It's such a neat place. Uh, the, the smile on the on the kid's face when they're out there having fun, playing, just enjoying life, being a normal kid. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. So raising awareness, raising money for that, and getting to ride a motorcycle at the same time. It's all a lot of fun. <laughs> We'll get your wet clothes back on. Yeah, I, got, I still got my wet shoes on, so. Wet shoes, headed to Kansas. Good luck yeah, this weekend, man. let's do it. Uh, that's pretty cool stuff. And pretty cool fact, AJ, that today is officially the 25th birthday for the Kyle Petty Charity Ride. They've sent over 8,000 kids to Victory Junction. Just amazing what Kyle and those guys do. Yeah, I, I was fortunate enough, especially driving for Petty, to be able to go there many times. And, yeah. you know, as David said in that piece, just to go there and, and see what these kids are having to go through and you would never know it because they're there having so much fun and just enjoying the camp. So uh, great camp. This ride is, is special for them. And, you know, we've seen it with how many just whether it's just regular people or you get athletes that come on board with yeah, Kyle, Herschel Walker, yeah, you know, I mean, great. you can go on down the list. So uh, it's just, it's really awesome for what they do. Kyle was talking about how they rode in the rain today from, from Texas to Louisiana, but they had hundreds of fans yeah. at every stop. It's just crazy to see. So uh, continued safe journey for those guys as they go all the way to Key West, Florida. Let's go back to the phones real quick. Twin Trinity from North Dakota has a question for Maddie D. Trinity, how are you? Doing great, doing great. It's not snowing good. here right now, so that's a good thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> If if you could race against anybody, past or present, in the same equipment, which driver would it be? Mm, that's a good question. I'd have to go with the king. Really? Petty. Same equipment. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. Cool. I like that. Yeah. He's he's awesome. And the king. Think you have a shot? Same, no, oh. Now same equipment. Now or <laughs> no, back in the no, day? Back in the day. You I want to go back in the day. I want to wheel them old oh, school. Oh, you want to yeah. do like the old yeah. school with yeah. the springs in the seat he and told everything. Me some of the craziest stories. I got to spend uh, a week with him actually out at his, uh, his house in uh, Wyoming. He told me some of the craziest stories about like this one time where he bolted a two by four beside him, so it <laughs> held him in place better. It's it's a I, I love those. Who would yours be? One person, equal equipment, uh, anywhere you want to go. You know, I mean, I think just to, to see it, uh, Ayrton Senna. Wow, that'd be I mean, cool, just, wouldn't it? Just seeing videos and, and watching. I, I was, you know, growing up, I got to watch a little bit of him before he passed away. But just watching him manhandle a Formula One car back in the day was was something, as a race car driver, I wish I could have experienced. Certainly a very inspirational driver, no doubt about yeah. that. Well, coming up, the Indy 500 just one of several big races during the month of May. So 
Which race are you looking forward to the most this month? We'll hear from these guys and from you as well. More calls, more of your calls next. be May. Don't miss the IndyCar Grand Prix from Indianapolis Saturday, NBC 3.30 Eastern, and then Sunday, May 26th. It's the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indy 500 on NBC. AJ and I'll be there. We're fired up for that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that'll be uh, cool. You'll be somewhere else racing. Yeah, I'll be a little busy that day. Yeah, you will be a little busy that day. So speaking of the month of May, it's always an exciting time, a fantastic time for motorsports in general. What race are you guys looking forward to the most this month. So what, which one for you? You can pick Kansas this weekend if you'd like. So uh, I'm going to have to since say. Since it's the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're always looking forward to the next yeah, one. Right, uh, right. I'm going to say the Coke 600 is kind of special to me because uh, just because of the meaning of that weekend is really okay. cool and special to yeah. me and my whole family. So Memorial Day weekend, uh, really cool honoring, you know, a fallen military hero on our race cars. And I, my brother is in the military, so it's kind of just um, crazy to even think of what you know families have had to go through. So it's just a special weekend. It's really cool. It's, it's an amazing pre-race show for the oh, Coca-Cola yeah. 600. Yeah. It is phenomenal Unreal. to be a part of, and you certainly feel the atmosphere. What about for you, AJ? I mean, I love Sunday waking up on a Memorial Day weekend, and you have Monaco, you have the Indy 500, and you have the Coke 600. But, man, the Indy 500, just watching it growing up and fortunately enough being able to experience it driving for Roger Penske and – being a part of that, it's, uh, I always watched it and thought, you know, man, what a cool race. But until I was there and actually in it, I never actually just understood the raw emotions I'd have coming to the grid. And uh, it's an awesome event. So we, we have we have never done, uh, we've done Carb Day for a number of years. Yeah. I've never stayed for the Indianapolis 500. This is what I cannot wait for, race day morning. And and i got to be honest, while I'm looking for the 500, I can't wait for bump day. The, the drama yeah. we saw last year with James Hinchcliffe not making the field, I think it's going to be fantastic this year. And you're going to have some pretty good cars who may not make the field in the 500 this year, AJ. Yeah, I mean, watching the IndyCar series this year, I mean, from we've seen some – some winners that we didn't expect, Colt yeah. Murda. Yep. Uh, so it just shows that if you get your setup right in those race cars on an oval or on a road course, you can go out there and have speed. So right now I think 36 cars are entered. So that yep. means three of them going home. Last six on Sunday of Bob awesome. Day. It's Can't wait for that. It's going to be cool. Want to hear from you guys and what race you're looking forward to in May. We'll start with Kyle in Kansas. Kyle, which race are you looking forward to the most in May? Well, I am I am so happy to be here, guys. This is my first time ever being on NASCAR and NBC. I'm I'm a, I'm a very big NASCAR fan for 20 years ago as a Jeff That's Gordon awesome. fan. Yep. So, which race are you looking forward to this month? Um, because um, because I'm a, because Kansas Speed was my favorite uh, track because my driver Chase Elliott was did a very great job <laughs> in um, NASCAR racing. <laughs> There you go. Kansas is what he's looking forward to. There you go. He's looking forward to the next race, Matt. Yeah, when, he was, so, when he said he was from Kansas, I was like, I don't know. I, 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 like, attending and I like the fact Yeah, I like the fact that he liked it because his guy Chase Elliott won too. Yeah. So I mean, you got to go with a racetrack that your yeah. guy runs well at, yeah. right? It's always the way to go, Fair right? Enough. I agree. Kansas yeah. under the lights too, by the way. So I think that's going to be – there's a lot of interesting things happening this weekend at Kansas because I think a lot of teams are looking at this race to say, okay, have we made enough improvements to our mile-and-a-half program 
going into the summer, they're going to learn a lot this weekend again. Yeah, I love Saturday night, night racing in general, but uh, yeah, this weekend's going to be interesting, I think. You know, we're going to be in the gas a lot. And the cool thing about uh, Kansas, though, is that you can run from the very bottom to the very top. So I'm curious to see how the racing is. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Don't go anywhere. Your feedback with Nate Ryan is straight ahead. Coming up next here on NBCSN, it's NASCAR Touring Series action with the K&M Pro Series East, the first of their twin 100s from last weekend at South Boston Speedway. By the way, uh, you ran there, Matty D, didn't you? I did. In a K&M car? Series. Yeah, and uh, Bowman was actually my teammate back in that day. Then. All I care about is, did you win? No, I think we were Matt, second or come third on, or something. Man. I don't know. Yep. Uh, right now, Nate Ryan's joining us. That means one thing. Time for Let Me Say This. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. But I'm going to say this. And let me say this. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. Uh, by the way, we also promised that Nate would explain to us some of the millennial terms on Kevin Harvick's car. Yeet is a, uh, what is it, an expression of? Uh, uh, an ex it's an, an exclamation. Oh, an yeah, expression of excitement or joy. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, you tell me it's been a busy day. Don't let me say this, Nate. Uh, <laughs> yes. Go ahead. All right, yeah. Uh, lots of uh, comments here for our guest, Matt Benedetto. We're going to start with Noah, who also goes by the first Lord of the Space Force. Okay. At, Mate, at Matt D. Racing is the evil Knievel of marriage. He keeps doing crazy stunts. It should land him in divorce court, but he somehow survives to do it all over Knievel again. So marriage. Congratulations for that. Tremendous analysis. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I all right. Agree. Is that a compliment? Uh, I don't know. I, I take it as a compliment, so yes. You have a global following, Matt. Um, Stock Car Live ITA, which is Italy. This is a guy from Italy who tweets about NASCAR all the time. He says that uh, as an Italian, as an Italian, he really appreciates the return of the nickname Guido. Oh, yes. Even added value, your racing driver. Uh, Stephen Coleman uh, says, push on Matty D. You'll get to victory lane soon. We're pulling for you here in Scotland. So, wow. All the way from Scotland. Yeah, That's very people cool. all over the Look world you. love you, Matt. Can we so, get him uh, to wear a kilt? <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, at Real Steve Quick uh, says, I'm so glad Matt D. Racing is on Motormouths. Vote for Guido. Will Eric Jones or Ryan, Bla or Ryan Blaney win first this year? He doesn't care. He wants yes. to win first. Yeah. He doesn't care. <laughs> Next question. That's why I was so sad after Daytona. We were so close. There's yeah. your answer, Steve Quick. Uh, Liam Sheen <laughs> wants to know, can we still call you D. Burrito? No, you no. can call him now the driverly, the driverly? Driver. The driver formerly known as... D burrito. Nope. That's uh, it. No, don't listen to him. To nickname. No, it's happening. Let the man it's Guido. Move on with his life, okay? Yeah. Guido only. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, finally, hashtag let me say this. Uh, Joy on the news of the day says Kyle, as in Bush, has the best average finishes. What he's saying is not sour grapes. Listen. So there you go. There you go. Hashtag By the way, uh, Bob Levine Twitter count up to 70 plus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your owner is Speaking on up. a roll, isn't he? Yeah, Bob is on Twitter. Bob is a very passionate man, and that's why uh, that's why I'm so proud to drive for him. But he he does speak his mind. He is very passionate, and uh, and I love him for it. But uh, yeah, I, I, he's he's bold. <laughs> we can tell he's been having a lot of fun on Twitter. Hey, great to have you here, man. Best of luck in Kansas, and uh, I know you'll have a lot of fun out there as well. If you're on the line, hang with us for the post show. We'll be on YouTube coming up next on NBCSN. It's K and East action from South Boston. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard. 
the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.